0: to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the Cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, Cyberpunks, welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is a very special episode because we have one of my favorite Cyberpunk content creators, somebody who is a part of the Cyberpunk community podcast, YouTube creator, Cyberpunk knowledge extraordinaire, Last Known Meal as our special guest. Last Known Meal, what is up? How is it going?
1: Hello, hello! It is actually great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I didn't know too much about what you guys were doing, but now it's like when I see all of these podcasts about different topics, etc. I'm like, I need to, I need to tune in because um, I always love these discussions, especially if it's uh, cyberpunk and everything else, and a lot of games you cover. Actually, is something that I played a lot um, before, so that's that's great. Um, so yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, uh, I've uh, been doing YouTube for the past eight years and through various content but right now the main content i've been focusing on for the past a year and a half good year and a half is definitely uh, cyberpunk 2077 and from there i do news videos lore videos uh, explainer videos and well everything which can be useful um before the game comes out finally <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've uh, you've been killing it. You're putting out all this awesome content. Uh, I've been checking it out. I know. I know. Captain's uh, been watching it as well. Um, And for anybody who's listening for the first time, I am your host, Tom or robots. I go by robots on the Internet. And this is also my co-host, Captain Logan. Captain Logan. How are you, buddy? How are things? Good, good. I was just really excited with this, uh,
2: last episode of Night City Wire. I'm, I'm happy to finally get this. And, and it just means that the game's getting even closer. So really happy to have Less No Meal in and happy to talk some more Cyberpunk this week.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the, uh, <laughs> the the big exciting thing we get to do. Uh, uh, you know, at the end of the weekend every week we are here live at Twitch.tv/RobotsRadio, and this is a, an early episode in order to get time zones to work for all of us. It is eleven o'clock in the morning for uh, for us over here on the on the East Coast of the U.S. Um, different time zones for everyone else, but we normally stream this live in the evenings. 9 p.m. Eastern 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights and so here we are. Let's let's kick this off guys Let's talk about cyberpunks Night City wire. What was it five? This is the fifth one. We got five of these. I feel like because things got pushed back We've been uh, they've been doing a good job Giving us uh, another one of these every few weeks. So this one was about Johnny Silverhand We got a lot of Keanu Reeves at the beginning we got some cool behind-the-scenes mocap stuff. Just Let's talk general impressions. Uh, last known mail, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. I know I watched part of your live uh, reaction as you stream this live. Um, uh, your face was uh, awesome as certain things popped up on screen, and you were like, yeah, look at that. What, what was your general impression of this Night City Wire? Uh,
1: well, uh, <clears throat> over the past, let's say, five Night City Wires, uh, At first, when I saw the end of this one, I was like, okay, this is not my favorite Night City Wire. But then as I went in and actually started slowly analyzing the the content, the videos, the amount of stuff they actually showed in this one, I think this was by far the most complete because it actually, uh, for everyone else, it explains exactly what the game is kind of going to be about, about what we are in, in Night City, what we represent in the overall lore how that character is a mercenary and he cannot be anything else that pen and paper RPG can do. So I think overall, yeah, this and plus the the, the music that we got, the six tracks that they released, so extremely well done because it also dives deeper into Johnny's past um i I wasn't sure how they're going to handle that um like the most important things like arasaka riot or ford corporate war the end of it so when when i actually saw that there are going to be those memory sequences i was like yeah this is gonna be so much fun because we get to see all of the characters from the pen and paper game well most of them the most important
0: ones right right and and that's a lot of the content that we've been going over uh, just in this last year Uh, on, on this show we've recapped. A lot of the events of cyberpunk 2020, the uh, the main characters, the fourth corporate war, the uh, bombing of Arasaka, you know, the, the, even the conflict that led to Johnny's initial death. And I believe it was Captain Logan who speculated after some of our episodes detailing the, the soul killer and all of that stuff. He, uh, Captain Logan, how long ago was it that you were like, I think that he's a chip inside our heads? And it was it was either yeah the first or second episode it that you, was, was that you joined crazy. me on. Yeah, 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 that um and it looks like we have confirmation like we've been speculating about this for so long, but it seems like that's it's confirmation. He's he's actually a chip in your head. And that is uh, the MacGuffin, I guess. The whole thing that this entire adventure is based around. Um, and there's there's a lot of uh, reason to believe that because you can roleplay your own character that you may or may not like the things that Johnny is kind of goading you into uh, because obviously he's he's got some very specific intentions and. Um, Man, we could talk forever about all of that stuff. But let's let's dig oh, yeah. into some of the specifics about what, what was shown in the video. What did you guys think about the uh, section with Keanu Reeves and the mocap stuff, the behind the scenes stuff? Okay. Uh, e- either so, of you, if yeah. you e- if you have,
1: if you have uh, we'll start with last known meal because you're our guest. What do you think? Uh, so uh, the first moment I saw the mocap, even before that, when there was an interview right after Keanu Reeves actually went out on stage mm-hmm. on E3. There was an interview where he actually talks about the game and he talks about it with so much passion. Then when they showed the mocap process, which they actually did uh, with Boris Muraskevich, that was absolutely insane to watch, just the amount of passion he has towards playing different instances of the same character in a sense, because Johnny is going to react differently to certain situations. So that also requires a huge spectrum I guess from an actor so you can you have to be a good guy in a sense then you have to be completely bad guy if if the story goes into that way so especially having Keanu that's going to be a an interesting thing because Johnny is not a good person I mean he's not a nice guy yeah yeah Uh, Uh, Mike Pondsmith's quote right Johnny is not a nice guy yeah like (laughs) for sure and and to have someone charismatic as, as Keanu playing him that that's a in my opinion that's a perfect contrast cuz then it's like should we trust him uh, so yeah yeah overall yeah, yeah. really happy with with everything we had seen right. especially with Piana. yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean should we trust him right like he was willing to get fans killed in order to <laughs> you know pull off his you know vendetta against arasaka mm. um what's he willing to do to you Just because he's a, you know, a program inside your body. I mean, it's it's his soul, technically, whatever that means in cyberpunk world. But uh, it's yeah, it's interesting stuff. Captain, what did you think about the mocap stuff?
2: I, I thought it was really cool. It it definitely did the thing that it needed to do as a marketing uh, video to to say like, hey, you remember that guy that you love from The Matrix? Well, he's in another Matrix like thing. If you're interested, and there it's gonna it's gonna pull that that movie uh, kind of behind the scenes stuff and throw it into a video game for the people that are fans of Keanu, and and the fact that they got Keanu. Keanu is is just he is pure charisma which is exactly what johnny silverhand is and it just it 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 shows in this video his enthusiasm his raptures about uh playing this role just shows that that you know we're gonna have a lot of fun and he's gonna be He's going to be that main drive for the game. You know, if you want to go off on multiple quests, he's going to be the one in the back of your mind, literally bugging you about your main goal, uh, getting back on track to destroy Arasaka for whatever reason. And and I just, I, I loved it. I thought it was great to see... Him, you know, in his in his atmosphere, doing what he does, and having everyone kind of react around him, uh, while while making this game, and it really just shows. It's it's interesting to me because it shows that Keanu is is kind of the Obi Wan Kenobi in this story, where where V is going to be Luke, and you're the young, inexperienced one. Johnny Silverhand is the experienced one and he's going to be the one that still has kind of that 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 Obi-Wan Anakin kind of history with Arasaka so it's like he he's seen the seen the good and the bad of the world and you know he may not be alive but he still he still has those grudges and he still has that kind of feeding into your your influ- or he's influencing you whether you like it or not and I think it was really interesting to to kind of showcase why we're going to want to play Cyberpunk and who who we're going to be dealing with the majority of the time?
0: Yeah. So Bill and Chat says if Obi Wan was an asshole, <laughs> which I think is pretty apt. Um, you know, I think e- Obi Wan was though. Uh, he kind of was. Kind of was uh, old Obi Wan. Definitely, he's a little. Uh, you know. Eh. Anyway, let's let's not get too sidetracked with that. Um, this <laughs> you. Uh, sometimes when we talk about these things, new things pop up in my head. One of the difficulties with so many of these open world games is that your main quest line always seems so important that going off on these side quests seems like a distraction, you know, like uh, in the Witcher, let's just talk other CD project red stuff In the Witcher three, you're trying to find Siri Siri's like a daughter to you and she's important to the state of the world and you're, Trying to find her for the majority of the game and yet every so often you're just like, oh, yeah These people have problems with monsters eating their cows I guess I'll spend another few days trying to figure out what's going on with that when you could be like out there trying to find her You know in this context if the main storyline is based around what Johnny wants to happen Then you might have very legitimate reasons for saying no. No, I'm gonna put that on hold I'm gonna go do the side quest because I need this to happen right now. It's a really interesting way of balancing main quest lines and side quest lines. I, I hadn't thought about that. I, I think that's a really cool, uh, potential way of making this work out in a video game yeah, world. Yeah, definitely.
1: yeah, especially because they influence the main story. I mean, in the Witcher, yeah, you have the main story, you have the side activities or side quests in a sense. Um, which also, yeah, they were they were amazing, especially the old bloody Baron was kind of connected to the main quest. But right. uh, overall, they didn't really have too much of an impact in that sense. Like you knew like, okay, which missions are going to have an impact here. It, it's different because you never know, okay, if I do the side mission, maybe it's going to help me with something in my main mission. Maybe it's going to unlock some door, who knows? So from that sense, yeah, it definitely, as you said, it, it gives, it changes the, Balance and it gives you more incentive to do and explore everything and just uh, take it all in, yeah,
0: yeah. So, one of the things I thought was really cool about um, what Keanu was able to tell us about the game was that uh, it's very much based around who you are. They, they ve- I mean, this is very much a role playing game and it comes from such. Awesome tabletop role playing roots, the idea that you are building yourself in this world that you are making decisions based on what you would do in this world or or the character you're playing as would do in this world so it's got a very serious side but then the Night City Wire showed us uh, some of the lighter side as well um, so obviously there were little snippets of things in the videos that people are going to be pointing out things like the Milf poster I think did you guys catch that the um, yeah. the sexy lady in, in front of a, a sign next to Johnny Silverhand or in the sign and it said Milf Guard instead of Nilfgard, which is part of the Witcher series or um the scene with the uh, the guy, the naked guy jumping into the water, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was amazing.
1: That that was scary actually. I just realized by the tattoo on the on the arm that was Kerry, Urodine, actually jumping oh. into. The, yeah, so so it actually alludes that the, we are going to have some sort of a relationship options with with him from for the for the male side, I guess. Yeah, because they they showed they showed a lot of female options, but they haven't really specified too many male options. And I believe with this, they kind of did, they showed okay they showed Victor vector, some of those options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, there's been some rumblings on online and <laughs> uh, on Twitter and, uh, different people talking about mm-hmm. how that it, it seems like a lot of the romantic options are very male focused or at least hetero male focused. Um, mm. uh, but it looks like maybe we are getting more of that stuff and I'm sure we are. It's just, they haven't really focused on it too much. Um, what do you guys think about the uh the tone of some of the you know the mix of tone in this? Do you think it works? Do you think it makes sense to have a little bit of both?
2: Yeah, totally. I, I think it's I think you need to to be able to convey like what's going to happen with this game because it, it really does feel like this game is going to have a broad spectrum of of emotions like you're you're going to have really happy times and really fun times you're going to have really scary times you're going to have really angry times and and i think that that is i mean if if showing johnny upset and you know threatening to control your body if you don't do what he wants like that is a that is an intimidating like thought and to show that shows like hey you know, this is this is a game where you you have to be strong in your in your resolve. You have to be strong with what you're going to be doing and what you all the choices that you make. Otherwise you you may not get to control your own character. And in a video game, that is the weirdest, scariest thing to have to live with. So it, it really it really showcased just the fact that you are you encouraged to spend a lot of time in this world and to enjoy it and to really let yourself kind of get carried away with the, the atmosphere and, the, and the, 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 the kind of cinematic appeal to how everything's going to be portrayed. It, they want you to feel like this is way over the top and really exciting in all the different ways, whether it's relationships or, you know, gunning down uh, uh, gang members or, or taking on Arasaka.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that uh, that raises the question will, <laughs> if your decisions are consistently making Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves mad at you is that going to influence you specifically? Because we've never, this is huge guys, this idea that we have this A-list celebrity as your sidekick who's influencing and uh, explaining where you need to go next, what you need to do, like are you gonna be? Is there emotional baggage to this this idea that like I don't want Keono Reeves mad at me, so I'm gonna go <laughs> along with this? Like, do you think that's gonna influence your decisions in a different way than say it would in a regular game or at least previous games without a list celebrities?
1: I was I was wondering about that. How okay? So he's gonna be in our heads. He's gonna talk his stuff. And what what happens if we? <clears throat> If we don't follow what he says, like, is there any repercussions for that? Any dangers? But then this this trailer comes out, and it's like there is one scene where you visibly see Johnny as a as an anagram hitting you, and you f- actually feel it. Yeah. So I'm think- then I'm thinking, okay, so if I don't follow this, he's going to potentially take the body because there are also some instances where we see kind of a the hand, but the hand. Almost looks like it's overlaying your hand, like his silver hand overlaying your hand. Right. So I'm thinking, yeah, there is. Okay, so what happens then if he takes over? What, what's going on? That, that that's gonna be like the most interesting thing. How do you balance that?
0: Yeah, like are there going to be story bi- story bits where certain things happen, and mm-hmm. then you as the <clears throat> you as the play character have to just like you look at the situation and you go, okay, was I in control of that? Was Johnny taking do I need to feel guilty about doing that thing? But was Johnny driving the body in that moment? Are there moments where you're both vying like uh, maybe there's a climactic scene? And again, I'm just speculating. I haven't played any of this, Uh, but maybe there's a climactic scene where you and Johnny are, you know, at odds. And it's something like pick up the gun and shoot the guy or don't. And, you know, who made that decision or who's able to control the body at that point? And are you like, are you really in control of yourself? It's it's a it's another different kind of perspective on unreliable narrator. It's like unreliable protagonist. It's, you know, like, how does that work? I. I have a
2: feeling, and, and this is just, uh, of course, because we haven't played it speculation, that the the it won't be that hard of a choice for a lot of us, because uh, just based on what we've seen, it looks like we're going to see either flashbacks of Johnny's life uh, dealing with his crew and the attack on Arasaka or we are actually going to be playing through those as some sort of like flashback or simulation. And that is going to push a lot of us into a sympathetic me- uh, mode. We're, we're going to understand Johnny's side of things uh, from the looks of it, whether we play through it or not. And because of that, I think it's going to make our decision to support Johnny's vendetta against Arasaka uh, a lot easier for people to, to stomach. And y- you may Not have to push against it but given the amount of choice that i think this game is offering just on the on on what we've seen already i'm really curious to to hear from some of the people that actively choose to fight against johnny as well as everyone else to get what they want instead of what johnny wants and i want to know how feasible that is
0: yeah yeah i think it's an interesting interesting question um We have a lot of chat here in a lot of conversation in the chat about uh, romantic options and those kinds of things. I wish we knew more about that Uh, speculation around like Judy. Like, is she into guys? Is she into girls? Is she into both? Uh, There was a screenshot of of a female hand on her face looking like it was in a romantic Mm -hmm. situation. Uh, So that seems to make it seem like she's into ladies as well as men. Um, uh, but uh, man, there's so much, there's so much that we don't know about the romantic options in this game. Uh, last name, is there anything specific, you know, about that, that that seems to be revealed in this trailer or uh, that you can think of from say recent info that we, you know, I know you haven't listened to all the episodes of this yeah. show, but, uh, what kinds of info so, do you know about yeah. that?
1: Yeah. So regarding uh, romantic options, as far as I know, I don't know what's changed on that front. Obviously, mm-hmm. there are going to be romantic instances which are uh, more important with more important characters. Meanwhile, I'm sure there, there is going to be some side romances as it was in The Witcher. You, have, you had Triss, Yennefer, Shani, but then on the, on the side you had various other characters. Sure. our romantic interests throughout yeah. the game. Geralt's quite the player, so let's just be yeah. honest. <laughs> I mean, obviously here, this is different because the, the characters uh well, he's not predefined, so it's up to you to decide your romantic options and your romantic preferences, which is also great to have that level of, of freedom in a video game to do and to just uh, follow. And one thing that they said, I believe we can actually form serious relationships, in a sense, serious, but also if we betray them, they can become our foes in that sense. If mm. they find out, so there is going to be that that dynamic here. And I usually, I'm not gonna lie, I usually just skip the romantic scenes because I just focus on like the fighting or whatever side of the game. Right and. But now it's like okay, they're making it more realistic. They're making certain decisions have weight to them. It's not like oh yeah, just do the do the quick dialogue with this character, uh, romantic stuff, and that's it. Here, <laughs> right. yeah. Here it's actually more, in a sense, more meaningful. It has a certain punch at the end. I don't know. Maybe it even changes the outcome of certain things. So just from that side, I think that's that that's great. That it increases the depth and more people will get out. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out, see how it goes. Yeah, that is like more, that. it's more
0: it's more role playing really yeah it feels a, it
1: feels a
2: lot less like fan service than it does uh, the than anything else it feels a lot more like they want to they want to encourage people to connect with other people like i, I mean i'm definitely going to be hitting up any any ripper doctor i come across and in, in contact with just to try and get a better deal on on equipment when i can
0: so if, wait wait if wait I do you mean hitting it. on any ripper doctor <laughs> like yeah hey baby i love i love, I love your services you have you have the most talented hands in the biz. think i can get a discount on some stuff if maybe we go out later
2: yeah some of those are some of those guys are pretty attractive you can't i mean some <laughs> of those guys are pretty pretty good looking so i would if if i was that i probably would so i mean if it gives me a discount.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess you could play the charismatic role. I mean, uh, sure, why not, right? Just hit on everybody. You just but you might piss off your your side thing over here, you know, and, and then they come That's true. you know, guns blazing after you. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and even Johnny like in one scene during that uh, Xbox gameplay reveal, like he says like I don't I don't trust Judy. So like even even Johnny's like he's going to be creeping up in the, in those relationships, like, okay, can I actually trust this person? Is Johnny telling the truth here? Like what is going on? So like, just from that side, it's going to (laughs) be.
0: That's So wait wait, wait, a minute. This is another thing I didn't think about. So if he's in your head and you're in a romantic situation with someone, is he like in the romantic situation too? Is he just like actively spectating, enjoying the situation on the side? Like, how does that
1: work? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, nope, that's, he can't go anywhere. I mean, yeah. Right. He's stuck. Right.
0: I mean, I guess the closest oh, real world situation man. would be, um, you know, like uh, a conjoined twins, um, because there are, there are, okay. you know, conjoined twins that have lived very normal lives and have married separate partners. Like this is a historical fact. Like this happens, um, had their own children, like, can you imagine? Like, what do you do? How do you? How do you manage? Like, I guess you just get used to it. Like, that's just your life, you know. And if your partner's fine with it, then you know, maybe it's maybe it spices things up. I don't know. Um... <laughs> yeah man man hey johnny that was weird <laughs> hey johnny uh, i'm about to go on a date do you mind uh maybe just turn it off for a few hours so like
1: <laughs> i mean and, and also technically because he's a chip like he's he's not a real person anymore he it's not johnny from 2020 it's not johnny from before right and chips can be altered so now i'm thinking what okay so what if that if if this version of johnny because it has to be a specific version he's said what if that that version has been altered with what if something in his personality is mm. changed and maybe he's guiding you towards the end that you think is the righteous one that he wants and then it's not maybe there is someone else behind some um, it's, uh, it's that's an interesting so question. that's yeah. an interesting
0: point yeah, yeah. because w- there's this huge gap between the events that end Johnny's life the the creation of the soul killer alt's role in that the events that end Johnny's life how he ends up on a chip and then who is in control of Johnny's soul as software right and if that yeah. is arasaka then technically you could you could look at it from the perspective of somebody could have altered the code in order mm-hmm. to You know, like, what if, what if his goals are actually pro Arasaka, even though they seem to not be. And there's something, there's something deeper. Yeah, maybe that's the twist at the end. Like this could go all sorts of different directions. That's a really interesting point.
1: Yeah. The cyberpunk red, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but cyberpunk red kind of expands on that Ford corporate and what, what happened in the end. But yes, besides red, there was a huge gap of things that we don't know yeah yeah yeah
0: cyberpunk red is awesome by the way guys um, uh, I haven't read through all of it yet but I've, I've, been, I've been digging through it um, awesome awesome stuff so let's, uh, let's wrap up uh, I guess next on the list is the music side of things we have a uh, DMCA safe mode so if you want to stream the game you're not going to get shut down on twitch which obviously is a big problem lately what do you guys think about the music the soundtrack all that stuff Last known meal. Oh,
1: uh, so yeah, it, it's amazing. We actually had a chance. Um, the one of the the songs uh, CDPR actually sent that a while back when there was Night City Wire One, and we used that some of the soundtrack. And just to listen to this new one because the, the the couple of the five other tracks they released with it, they they were just the amount of obviously everything is electronic. It has to be captured in that way, and they moved they moved the music or well the st- st- style of genre from the 80s to the 90s, yeah. and it works really well because cyberpunk is not only synthwave. Cyberpunk is not just that. There are so many genres which go into cyberpunk, and what's important is what some of the the songs they include. Like obviously, we haven't heard all of the songs, but what they talk about because that's that punk side to it like a, which topics you discuss e- on your song it's not just the song but from the soundtrack side just without the vocals and everything i think it, it's it's great it like it raises the the excitement and also I, when i listen to that i'm like okay This is the scene where that could be played, maybe in combat. And then it's like, oh, yeah, this Mm. is going to be great for combat because it it pushes you like, I don't know, it's just it's like Doom soundtrack. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's made for a reason just to hype you up for the game, just for you to push you harder. So I don't know some of those things and just the variety is great from the one which is like chill and to one which is like full on rock.
0: Yeah. yeah i had that connection to some of the doom soundtrack stuff as well um that that's obviously well not obviously but that is definitely a <laughs> mainstay on my list of uh, soundtracks to listen to because uh, you know when you want something that makes you want to just like kill demons yeah. like it's so good <laughs> i think this soundtrack uh, might be one of those things that kind of pushes that down on my list of go-to's for a while um what do you think logan
2: i thought it was amazing it, it was so cool to see that they went out and got actual like legit synthesizers like i don't I don't know if you guys have ever watched um dead mouse five on uh, or dead mouse i just for some reason i always say the five but <laughs> okay. if you've ever seen dead mouse <laughs> on on twitch it's a weird it's a weird mental thing let me go let me have it uh <laughs> It's, it's one of those things where he has an entire studio room at his house and it is just walls of, of synthesizers. It's, it's just anything you could possibly imagine. He's got cables running all over the place. And to see the, the behind the scenes uh, crafting of the, the soundtrack and, and who was working on it, I was just like, oh, they legit went to real real artists and actually good artists for this stuff. And I'm so excited because it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I love, I love eighties and punk is great, but it's not, it's not the best part of the eighties music. It was, it was more like the, uh, the, the, uh, the pop that was really good for eighties. And when they said it was more nineties, I was like, yes. That was more grunge. That was more metal. That was more just like everything that I grew up with, and I and I think and, and early electronica,
0: opera. yeah, like early yes. like you know like synthetic good dance beats and and heavy electronica and uh, like the, the variety of things really you know the things the '80s started really blossomed in the '90s
2: yeah and and to to have that like the the six tracks that they put out are so good they are so good i i'm i'm hoping that they're all on the same level as as these ones because it was it was like i really hope these aren't the best ones because these are really good and if it's less than this i'm going to be i'm going to be bummed out but yeah the the music's great and the in the dmca thing too like we haven't really touched on that but they the fact that they made all their music the fact that they took the music that they that were from actual artists that you can actually have a mode that turns those off and replaces them with DMCA safe music like that's awesome. Like I, I, I almost want to see that with, with more games that, that take on this realistic perspective, you know, we have things to, to take out gore, we have things to take out nudity. Uh, why not worry? Why not add that to, to like the MCA things, you know, really try and capitalize on the fact that these are experiences and the best way to share them is to stream them, uh, or to make YouTube content, like, especially with YouTube, you know, uh, Last known meal. I mean, it, it's it's always impossible to try and make content for youtube and not and not have to worry at some point of using part of a video that's either slowed down or played in reverse or you know music is is really light and not have to to worry about some sort of copyright infringement or some sort of copyright claim so this is this is huge and and it's up there with like uh, the the last of us 2 accessibility modes like that that's how i hope a lot of other companies go if, if they decide To make custom music. Like they need to do something to make sure that it's streamable for everyone. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, we as content creators can appreciate that, that we don't have to worry like mid game, okay, is this one sound going to bring down the entire stream or the channel? Because sometimes it can happen. Yeah. So just have that. It is actually great. I mean, I think that the songs that they are going to remove. From that, I think I know it's probably Ace of Prockey, Randa Jules, Grimes, those kind of things because of contracts with, uh, I guess, their media houses that they're. That they're signed to, that can always be an issue. But still, yeah, definitely a good option because I didn't expect it. I was like, please just have the nudity option for YouTube, so that we're not taken down. And but to also have this is great because yeah, YouTube has certain programs to remove songs, but Twitch right now uh, I don't know it has issues. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not on Twitch, but I've been following certain streamers and they are not happy with
0: what's going on. Yeah. Even as somebody who plays the fallout games regularly, uh, that's the soundtrack for Fallout has always been such a big part of that world. And you can't play the radio and fallout right now. You can't and stream it. You have to, you have to play without that or put other music in. Um, and that used to be a big part of it. So yeah, so definitely I'm glad they're aware of it. It shows that they're thinking beyond just, You know what's in the game for the game's sake they're thinking about the community and the community's ability to get around the game and and let's be honest that's That's how these games continue to grow over time Uh, If you look at the the sales numbers for the Witcher 3 every year after the the launch of the Witcher 3 they sold more copies And it's because of the community. I mean obviously they're still marketing it themselves But if the community doesn't love your, your product and continue making content around it, it's not gonna it's not gonna reach its full potential we let's pat ourselves on the back we we are a big part of that so (laughs) yay um (laughs) well
2: uh, and in the longevity behind this too is is really key like we we are going to be playing cyberpunk for years to come and having the ability to to have that that built-in protection that you know say say regulations get even worse like they're they're tough now if they get worse uh because artists are are working with companies that have really good lawyers and they manage to push through more legislation that really clamps down on this especially in in the us where you know music rights is very important to artists like to to know that cyberpunk is safe that is is going to just prove just how good I mean, who knows how long this game's going to go uh, for for as far as like popularity goes, but it's such a confident feeling It's such a, a, a wonder, wonderful, you know, knowledge to know that at, at any given point, you're never going to have to worry about music uh, being the reason why you lose everything as a content creator, especially when all you're trying to do is build a community and to to do what you love
0: yeah yeah it's definitely a a tricky a tricky thing any other thoughts on the music or the soundtrack
1: no more give us more (laughs) give us more give us
0: more yeah well cool well we are uh, gonna transition into the middle of the show and then uh, when we come back we will be talking about some of the recent news uh, the reviews and some of the the details that we know about uh, things coming for launch so let's move on to the middle of the show (laughs)
2: Okay. <laughs> Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone LaRue and Chad Akevitz. Every week we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. And at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th. We love you so much already. Bye. Bye.
0: So I want to say, first of all, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, I do want to remind everyone that next week... Next week is our interview with Cody Pondsmith, and I've been getting some questions in. They've been showing up in our Discord. I've had some sent to me through Twitch or through Twitter. Uh, Even on Twitch, people have posted questions, but those are a little bit harder to pull up later, Uh, but on Twitter. And uh, as a reminder, our $25 patrons will be able to join us for this episode. This will be on Sunday next week. This, this coming Sunday, so just a week from the day that we are recording this. So if you'd like to get in on that, you still have the time to do so. So check out patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Check out the different tiers. Even our base level tier, you get ad-free episodes, episodes early, and some other Things like uh, access to the special Discord channels and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out, and thank you again to all of our patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. You guys are amazing. All right, let's move on to news and uh, some other stuff. So guys, we have some uh, reviews coming out, or at least the preview reviews. There's some new content out there. Um, have you guys plugged into any of this, Last no Meal? Have you? Um, I'm sure you've been kind of taking a look at some of this stuff out there. What do you think so far?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I checked out a couple of uh, websites. The like I think it was GameSpot, IGN, GameStar, etc., etc., which I checked out to see, like, because I was interested. Okay, they had fifteen hours to play. Let's see, like, okay, what changed from their initial reaction? Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they said, like, really made me happy because uh, they were mentioning like, okay, driving that was fun, but they mentioned melee combat. Yeah. And then they say, we loved that. We loved how the moves and everything I'm like they did it. <laughs> Cuz I was worried how melee is going to look like and the reason for that is that I know that a lot of people will focus on melee builds. And to have both ranged and melee experience done well, it, it just increases the immersion in the game and makes you, you know, explore those melee builds more. What can I do? What combos can I achieve, etc, yeah. etc. On that front, I'm I'm really happy that you know journalists are really happy with the changes that the game has made and improved. Yeah, can I can
0: I jump in on that real quick? Um, I, I think the melee combat is absolutely something that uh, we've talked about on the show before, and with some of the delays that happened previously, that was one of the sticking points, at least uh, that I recall, of people talking about. Well, the melee combat still doesn't feel great. Um, that's absolutely amazing news to think that that's something that they're now nailing and hitting out of the park. Um, it's also a good justification for pushing the launch date on a game so that that kind of content, which could be a hundred percent required for your character build. If that's, if that's how you want to role play in this world and it feels like crap, then you're not going to be happy with it. So. uh, Sorry to jump in. I just wanted to kind of note that that was for anybody listening before an issue that we were concerned about. So it's it's amazing to know that that might be something that we don't have to worry about anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly because I mean obviously one thing which I always say like okay, uh, this is RPG first before anything else and I, I I'm just just glad that that core segment being an RPG and making your decisions and your character matter is the most important. But when I saw all of the the work they had did like just for vehicle sounds to record like the engine sounds of like the uh, Porsche 911 to just make it as sound as true as it possibly can. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're putting a lot of effort, not just in the world or quest or the character. They're also putting a lot of work into all activities like driving, shooting, etc. cetera, which does help. It, it's not the most important thing, but when you have those elements done well, it's just you attract more people which oh, say, okay, I'm going to shoot my way through Night City. You can. The game allows you to. So, so on that front, that that's just amazing. And I, I just, when I saw everything else from that, like the amount of immersion you sitting down to eat. I mean, that's just before I did that before in RPGs that didn't have options. I pretended like okay, I'm gonna create a camp here. Right now, when you have those mechanics, it's 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 a whole different story. Oh, I, I love I love the
0: the potential to really role play your way through the game. And as a you know, as a content creator, but also as a streamer, like that's something I like doing on stream is picking a character and play and do and making decisions based on how that character would make decisions. Not how I would make decisions, how that character would make decisions. Is this character just gonna say, screw it, I want a cheeseburger right now and then go get a cheeseburger? You know, like <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That that that's amazing stuff. Logan, what do you think?
2: Uh, I thought it was great to see the, the reviews so positive. Um, one of the things that I, I want to call out, uh, I believe it was Tom Marks over at IGN. He mentioned that in his first eight hours of playing, it felt like it was kind of a, a pretty slow pace and that it, it took eight hours for him to really kind of get into the to the groove of actually playing it. And, and I tend to respect Tom's uh, opinions on games because he's he's really well known at IGN for for jumping into indie games. So for him to be able to, to, to stick with the game after eight hours and decide that, you know, if that's, that's when the game actually really starts to kick in and kind of get, get good is, uh, is, is an interesting take, um, so I'm, I'm curious to to see how this how this introduction goes, how long the introduction goes um, and, and see how well they introduce you to a lot of the systems, because I think just in, in the last uh, couple months, we've seen so much as far as how much you can change about your body, about your your the different systems that you can have on top of all the stuff that we've covered in the past regarding weapons like there are a lot of systems in this game and uh i I think that is going to take some time to to let people kind of get comfortable with um you know especially compared to many other games that try to simplify it with you know big numbers here and then small numbers there and try and make sure that you aren't getting too caught up in the minutia of, of, you know, should I use this mod over this mod? Like, I I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out as you continue through the, through the actual campaign. Um, but I'm glad that they, that they touched on the melee combat. That was something, you know, early, early on, it looked like it was a little rough. Uh, it feels like hopefully CDPR managed to, to knock it out of the park with that as well. And, you know, it's, it's great to see that. Reviewers are able to talk about this, uh, considering that they had to push back the game that they that we aren't going to get to see it at December 10th. And this was the, the point in which we would be playing it and to hear that the people that can play it are happy with what they're playing feels good. It, it feels good to, to feel like you've invested this much of your life in following the hype for a game that you have never played. And that other people are kind of kind um, they are are essentially just saying like, hey, yeah, you're right in to believe the hype and that this game yeah. is gonna be as amazing as it is. So just oh man, we're we're so close. It was like
0: eighteen days, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's from it's- recording today, 18 days, yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. On on top of that, they I mean I understood the delays because they had The Witcher 3. Um as a previous game, which picked up a lot of uh, attention and kind of made people say, okay, this game was good. So the next game, it has to be better. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so they, they, I think they employ a lot of these things because they have to raise the level. They have to raise the bar in that sense. And to take something they haven't done before, I mean, obviously, a bunch of people from CDPR played cyberpunk. They know the lore and everything really well, but to go from like medieval third person sword fighting to then city cars, yeah. guns, that sort of stuff. It is it, great. And just I, I I applaud them, honestly, just for changing things up. Let's try this. Let's see if it's going to work. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but it seems in the end it, it generated, I guess, more attention than The Witcher before. But I say like there would, would be no Cyberpunk 2077 without successful Witcher franchise.
0: Yeah, that and I agree. That was something I was concerned with as well when we saw the initial teasers for Cyberpunk thinking like, OK, they're going from for a medieval style fantasy world mm-hmm. to future like cybernetic shooter, like these things seem very different. Can the team do that? But uh, it's, you know, we're, we're 18 days out and it sure certainly seems like they can. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. I have a quote here from, uh, from Tom Marks who uh, Logan mentioned uh, in his preview. It, it, he says, I come away from my 16 hours with cyberpunk 2077 hungry for more. And with the sense that it had certainly, or, yeah, it had certainly had more to feed that hunger. It's rad as hell, a gorgeous world that you could get absolutely lost inside of. It's precise uh, of in precisely the manner you choose to do so. Um, sorry for my uh, <laughs> messing up that um, the quote, but the, it just goes to show that like this is this is i think they're gonna knock it out of the park it seems like all signs are pointing to yes if we were to shake up the magic eight ball and look at it that's what would come up all signs point to yes right um it, it seems like we're really really getting there it's just 18 days away it's so close
1: it's so close yeah yeah in the, other these previous yeah sorry oh go ahead uh, these these previews were really important, and I think just the first initial reaction of them being happy—I think that's that's gonna have a little nice rollout for the release date itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in in other news, let's let's move on to some other stuff. Um, unless you guys have other preview stuff you want to talk about, do you think we should move on? We good? Okay. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, some copies have been leaked out into the wild. There are some reports that people have found some copies in the wild and that uh, there's been a you know digital leak out there. Most likely it was from Amazon employees seems to be at least to the information that I've seen on the Internet about this uh, PS4 copy um, also seems to be out there in the wild uh, making it's making its rounds. Um, and because of this. There's uh, sites like uh, the Cyberpunk subreddit have noted. Uh, very specific posts about, like, anti-spoilers. Don't put spoilers in titles. Don't put, you know, information up there. So, uh, something to be aware of now that we're, you know, 18 days out. If you don't want something spoiled, be very careful about the channels that you go to, about the news sources, about the YouTube videos you watch, those kinds of things. Because there will be people out there spoiling it. Including, including a... Uh, a stream that seemed to have gone up that actually had a spoiler version of the game uh, by some guys who were i guess drunk or something uh, it's i g- believe it's now been taken down but um that was a thing that you could have stumbled upon uh you know ha- how do you guys feel about <laughs> leaks and spoilers and all that last no mail it seems like you have some opinions
1: about this there was a stream <laughs> wow i didn't know that <laughs>
0: Yeah there's wow. there's some conversation on Reddit about about some guys who got a got a leak copy and, and tried to stream it. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I I am always against spoilers and leaks. It's like, yeah, spoilers once the game is out, sure, but keep it in the chat, but leaks, leaks are leaks are nothing else but seeking attention or trying to maybe, maybe hurt the game because they know that obviously the version that they have somehow is not the final version. It's the version without the the, the day one patch or the day zero patches, as, like, as they like to call it. So it's just, it's sad to hear this, but honestly, I think they should put more protection like from Amazon side, like from the retailer side, they need to put more protection on this. Especially for a game of this size, it, it it like you know it's gonna be out there. You know that people are are gonna be going down to, off their way to just to try and find something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a tricky situation. I mean, Amazon has how many? I don't know tens or hundreds of thousands of employees at this point. Like, I, I don't know what the size of the company is, but it's it's very large, and uh, you know. Locking that down can be very, very difficult when when some employee feels like they're being screwed by the company and they just want to, you know, make a name for themselves or whatever reason they have for doing it. Um, I don't know. (laughs) My recommendation is be careful Uh, in chat. They're saying even even in uh, thumbnails. There might be spoilers. So be very careful about the channels that you're going to uh, go to trusted channels. we we I can guarantee will not be spoiling anything. We won't be putting anything out there. Last no meal. He's against that as well. Um, go to some of these more trustworthy sources and stick with us for the next few weeks, because I think that you're probably going to be happier in the long run. Um, Logan, you have any thoughts on this?
2: yeah it's it sucks uh I'm, I'm gonna be blunt these guys are jerks um if, if for one you're stealing Cause you shouldn't have the game. It's not allowed to be out yet. So if you did get it, you didn't get it by accident. You stole it. Uh, if you, if you're streaming it, that's just dumb. Like it, really, if people were getting consoles early, there was a couple of people out there putting videos about them getting consoles and they weren't news, uh, or, or content creators. Like if that happens to you, just be happy, keep it to yourself. But honestly, like the day one patch is going to be huge for this game. I, I am not going to be surprised if I have a big download to, to come with the the day one patch. This game's gone gold for a couple months now and, yeah. and they've been working on it since. So anything you play now is not going to be the, the best version of the game. So if you want to have a good version of the game, wait for day one patch, because that's going to be when you can actually play in the intended way that the, the developers are pushing it. So it, as far as like the the... Spoilers and stuff like that. I I tend to stay off Reddit, and I tend to stick to official channels um, that I that I can because a lot of that stuff is. Questionable as far as its sources. Um, usually, if it's not being reported by a major outlet or by the companies themselves, I tend to question just how legitimate it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where I've I've not been spoiled by anything. I don't want to be spoiled by anything because it's just going to influence choices that I make. Knowing something like knowing that uh, Johnny was in a chip is a little a little bit different was based on this on the the information that was given to us but if i find out something about like judy then uh that may influence how i how i create my character like i i may try and sway my character design and character background to influence that thing and i may know nothing about uh what her character is going to be like or what her her role plays and i may not like how she is when i actually play the game but because of uh leaks and and spoiled content it influenced me a way that is now tampered with the with the experience that i think cdpr is trying to put here and i just think that people really should take into consideration that it's in 18 days we'll get the game ourselves we'll have the day one patch it's not that much longer to wait and and if you are you're going to, if you want to enjoy this game the way it was intended, just chill, just stay off Reddit for a while, just stick to, to YouTube channels that have already kind of been out there putting out content, not, not, you know, fresh channels that have low sub counts that are trying to do a, a, a big hit so they can get uh, a large number of influx of, of subscriptions, you know, stick with the trusted people, stick with the media outlets, uh, stick with the game companies themselves and, and try to try to uh, tamper your your temptation to to look for that that spoiler stuff if if uh you're trying to have an authentic experience
0: yeah just be careful be careful out there um that nobody wants nobody wants things to be spoiled uh and this is a game that's taken what seven years to come out from a developer that has worked very very hard for it if it's something that you want more of the vote with your dollars spend the money on it um you know, if you want to wait till you find a sale, then wait wait till you find a sale. But legitimately buy the product is, is highly recommended. I'm sure the developers would appreciate that. They have families and, you know, bills and things just like everyone else. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, one last thing in the news before we wrap up the episode. Um, Logan, you want to talk about system requirements? I've got the image pulled up here. I'm going to put it up on the screen. We have details about system requirements, including ray tracing for PC. Logan, do you have thoughts yeah, on this? Yeah,
2: ray tracing. Uh, it, this is the, ray tracing is going to be the way to play this game if you can. Not everyone's going to have the system to be able to do it, but oh man, does it make a difference? You guys should yeah. really... If you're playing on PC, which is, you know, PC master race, uh, which is (laughs) the the gap is closing on those consoles. So, you know, don't, don't think that if you if you have a new console, you won't get a really good experience, you will, but uh, to, to see that they are willing to push. Cause originally we just had the minimum and recommended specs and they were right. kind of low. And, and the, you know, the joke is is the recommended specs are really the minimum specs and you really should have higher. These actually feel like they're, they're saying like, Hey, you really, if you want ray tracing, you really need to have a, a, a much higher quality card and a much faster processor with a lot more RAM to be able to actually handle, uh, handle this. And, and, and I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the respect that they're giving towards console players, or not console players, PC players, and saying, like, hey, if you want to play this game with ray tracing at a high resolution, you need to have one of the new graphics cards. You need to have a ton of, uh, virtual Ram on that card, 10 gigs. If you want to play in ultra and 16, just for the memory, but honestly you should have 32, just to make sure that you you know, you'd be able to handle streaming it as well, uh, as, as doing a whole bunch of other stuff that we tend to do with this. So it was, it was nice to see that they, they gave us seven different specs with different resolutions at different graphic settings to, to kind of give people a good understanding of where your con or where your PC sits and what to expect with the graphics. Um, but I, I, I'm hoping that we'll get to a point where a lot of other companies start to release the, the ray tracing specs for PCs, because I think that's a little more in line with what people expect when they see like the recommended uh, uh, requirements to play games.
0: Right. So uh, real quick recap, I think that probably the easiest way to cover this would be to say uh, if you have this type of graphics card and probably the CPU that would go with it, you would be able to play at this spec. So from the bottom end, if you've got something like a 7080, uh, an NVIDIA GTX 7080, or a Radeon uh, 470, then you're in the low spec. You're 1080p, low spec, No, we're starting out with no ray tracing. If you've got a, a 1060, range card or a Radian 590 range card, then you are in the recommended spec, 1080p high settings. If you have a 2060 or a 570 XT, then you are in the ultra spec and you can play at something like 1440p. If you want to move into the ultra, the ultra ultra spec with no ray tracing, then you need something like a 2080 super, a 3070 or a 6800 XT. If You want ray tracing you can start out at the low end with something like a 2060 card 2070 card Something like that. That'll get you 1080p with ray tracing if you have something higher like the new 3070 or something like a, a 2080 ti maybe because that's the equivalent of the 3070 roughly then you're at the 1440 spec with ray tracing and if you want absolutely Everything ultra level stuff then you need something around the 3080 the new card that is very difficult to get right now for 4k absolute ultra settings and you should be able to run in. I would assume the 60 frames per second department So it looks like some good settings I, I you know, I think this is a, a very comprehensive way of looking at it and making sure that if you've you know If you're a PC player, you'll be able to decide roughly where you're gonna be able to experience the game so I think this is also going to help yep. sell more graphics cards, <laughs> even though they're <laughs> hard to get right now. Um, so cool stuff. Any any thoughts on that? Um, last known.
1: Uh, yeah, I was interesting to see it because the first time when they revealed the system specs, I was like, "You can run Cyberpunk on 1060 in recommended." Yeah. <laughs> so that- honestly i honestly expected like okay minimum 1060 recommended 1070 maybe if we go from that range um but to see this it's 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 crazy like one thing obviously we can see here is that they recommend ssd um they said no load times but you have to load somehow in the background and obviously if you're running this on high settings with the textures with with huge amounts of with, uh, insane size you cannot really do a transfer on hard drive you, you need an ssd and i think yeah okay gpu is important but the most important thing i guess for loading and to run everything smoothly would be to have an ssd now that's yeah, like yeah one
0: of the yeah years. we are we are at that point if you're gaming without an ssd on a, on a pc it's time to upgrade and the, the prices have come down so much you can get, oh, yeah. you can get I don't know, large SSDs for way cheaper than you could even just a few years ago. So time for an upgrade. It looks like more reasons to spend more money. Hopefully, uh, that's something everyone can afford. Um, all right. <laughs> well, well, I think that does it for today's episode. Last known Meal, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I would love uh, if you've got just a minute... Um, th- let people know a little bit more about what what you've got going on, and where they can get a hold of you, and what kinds of content you're working on. Uh, you know what what's your plan for release and the things that you're you're doing now.
1: Uh, well, thank you first of all. It, it's great to be here. Honestly, I'm um, I'm having so much fun in this uh, in this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so for everyone asking, uh, of course, when once the game comes out, I'll continue to make more. Videos, obviously, this time it's going to be great because we're going to have gameplay. <laughs> in yeah, the background. finally. Actually, <laughs> I, have- <laughs> I mean, doing lore, doing these videos, yeah, it's fine, it's great, and doing lore, but when you have the same gameplay over and over and over and yep. over, it's like, I get it. I know that people want to watch, but I know it's tiring. I know it can be. So on that side, obviously... Uh, once the game comes out i'll, I'll continue to make cyberpunk content. i can t- basically to continue the lore and let's plays and all of that and i'm planning a 24-hour stream once the game is out so wow that's- <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> <got> yeah. <laughs> kudos will that be on your <laughs> youtube channel uh, yes that will be on my youtube channel besides uh, youtube uh, last no meal people can find me on twitter uh, discord and instagram and that's that's all i use
0: yeah, and go check out check out your podcast as well, the uh, Cyberpunk yes. Community Podcast.
1: Yes. Every Sunday, 8 p.m., we have a community podcast with other fellow uh, content creators, Neon Arcade, Mad Queen Show, and Triple S League, awesome. where we yeah, talk about cyberpunk. Yeah, you know, just
0: talk about cyberpunk.
1: It's <laughs> great content, by the way.
0: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, you got definitely go check out Last Known Meal stuff. It's it's really really good. If you're obviously all of us want more and more cyberpunk content, so if you if you want to get more of his perspective on things, go check it out. Logan, what have you got going on? What's going on in the world of the Captain?
2: oh man uh, sailing the seas as usual um, god man I've been playing Destiny 2 a lot lately so uh, but if you guys want to chat with me about cyberpunk obviously jump into the robots radio discord and uh, I'm always lurking there it's good to see everyone chatting about stuff but uh, feel free to hit me up uh, at C-A-P-T underscore log on Twitter um, you can also listen to uh, the Sea of Thieves podcast if you guys uh, have any interest in, in Xbox and want to check out some of the games on Game Pass, see Thieves is my favorite, and that's all always there. So check out Keel if you guys want to jump on that.
0: Awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, I've got. My normal stuff going on. I've uh, been streaming different games during the week when I pot, when I can, when I get time. And we've got all of the shows that I do, all the different lore casts the Fall <laughs> Lore cast, the Elder Scrolls Lore cast, the Dungeons and Dragons Lore cast, at different times during the week in the evenings. Uh, you can check the stream for schedules on that. And you can always just go to robotsradio.net for all of the different shows my shows, Logan's show, and the other shows on the network. Uh, lots of great content. If you're looking for more things to listen to with your ear holes, uh, then go do that. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. Um, we'll be we'll be uh, back next weekend with our interview with Cody Pondsmith. So come back for that. If you have questions, send us your questions. We want questions about stuff, especially for the Artelsorian side of cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2020, cyberpunk red, the tabletop role playing side of it, that the lore and the stories of these characters, those kinds of questions would be great. Um, so come come do that and uh we'll see you next week see you guys later have a good one see ya thanks for tuning in to the cyberpunk lorecast this show is a part of the robots radio network smart podcasts for interesting people if you'd like to help support the show please tell a friend and leave a five star review on itunes If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well... We're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube.
1: Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore
0: and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shenko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.